Welcome to Behind the Body, the ultimate podcast exploring all things health, fitness, and lifestyle for women of all ages. Join your hosts, Andrea and Anna, as they bring you expert insights, personal anecdotes, and practical tips to help you live your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or just starting out, Behind the Body has got you covered. So grab your headphones, turn up the volume, and let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Body. We have a great topic today because I think that it will resonate with you if you are on a diet or weight loss journey. It's to track or not to track your macros in a tracking app. And I think you probably fall into one of the two camps. I know that Anna and I fall into one of the two camps. So we're excited just to talk about our thoughts behind it. Should you do it? Should you not do it? What are the pros and cons? Let's dive into it. I love it because we are so the same and so the opposite at the same time. I know. And that is so rich for our podcast. So we can bring our perspective like honestly in real and be in a different side. Yeah. And at the end, I agree with everything. <laughs> so, so excited about talking about this today. Yeah. And listen, there's not one right answer. I think that I can... Well, let's just say I will argue for why tracking is valuable, why we should all track at at least a certain time in our journey um, or with a certain, you know, goal in mind. I think it's important to track. I agree, especially if you are looking for lose weight. I think count your macros. It is very important. And it's what I you know, what I, what I put my girls should do most of the time when we are talking about to lose weight. But for me, especially for me, I had done 18 preps, was five years, very intense, following a protocol, super restricted. It's not, I, I have done my preps like very, very old school style. So for me, it's just trigger for uh, eating disorder. So every time that I put myself to track my macros, I end up gaining weight. And I just realized that I'm mentally affected to be on a protocol right now. Maybe they can change in the future. And that was good for me because I do have clients at the same way. And every time that I try put it in a meal plan to follow some protocol, they just, boom. So I found a different way for myself. And as you said, it is not the right answer. And if he has a right answer for that, the right answer is, look what's better for yourself. Yeah, exactly. What makes you do without to bring you any bad feelings. Bad feelings is different than hard feelings. Mm-hmm. It can be hard, but it can be excited, can be, you know, and can be hard and be bad, or it can be easy and be bad. So I think that is is the very important. You figure it out what is best and works for yourself. I think that's a great way to put it, because if counting calories, if the thought of tracking your macros and entering in an app If that seems like it would trigger you, trigger some disorders, you know, eating disorders is what I'm trying to say, or trigger like something negative in your body, then that's probably not the right way to go. If tracking calories just brings like an inconvenience and you just don't feel like it, then that's probably not a good reason to do it. And also, 
not everybody needs to track, right? I never tracked. I mean, ever my entire life. And the only reason I started tracking is because in support of a friend who wanted to lose weight. And he said, let's start working out and let's like download my fitness pal and track our foods and we can follow each other and support each other. And so I just did it out of like camaraderie, not because I needed to. But for me at that point, it was so eye opening. I didn't have a weight loss goal at that point, but like to see the ratio of the macros I was eating and just to see my habit in an app was very eye-opening for me. Yeah, because you learn a lot about yourself. You definitely do. We have we have the tendency always to answer like, no, but I eat pretty good. And we, we all would say that. We always remember the main meals, right? The breakfast, the lunch, and the dinner. But we forget so easily the calorie behind that we have during the day. What calories are that? You are walking on your kitchen and you get like 10 almonds. And then you get a piece of cheese. And then ah, one bread. And then you drink some orange juice. Whatever you do is counting. Whatever you're eating, it is counted at the end of the day. So it is so important you understand and made that work for me because I do have a lot of knowledge and I already figured it out, the foods that I like to have, the health foods. So I basically eat the same every day. The variation that I have is honestly my proteins. I, we already talked about how I figured it out my the menu of my week. Let's revisit how you figure out. Because actually, I'm curious because I've been tracking my macros for so long now. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm curious, like for somebody who doesn't track their macros, like how do you ensure that you're getting enough protein? Right. Because you talk a lot about eating enough protein for satiety, for um, to help build your muscle, like all these reasons that you were eating protein for also. How do you ensure you're getting enough? So I don't track an app or follow a protocol, but I know that in the morning I'm going to have, uh, you know, some oats with a protein powder because it's a cream that I like to have or a protein shake when I'm too busy to prepare. And I know in my lunchtime I'm going to have like four ounces. I still wait, especially now that I want to, you know, drop a little bit so my my especially lunch and dinner, I weigh my my protein okay. and my carbs. So it's a kind of way to me to make sure that it's not only I'm not only eat by my eyes or by my stomach, but by what my body needs. Mm -hmm. But it's that like some chicken, some rice, some salad. I don't like much veggies, to be honestly. So I have some salad. I know that it's not <laughs> right to say. I think it's so weird you don't like veggies. <laughs> I, I just, hate it. It's, it's not that I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, especially coming from somebody as healthy as you and who's a trainer and it's like I you know. hate vegetables. I think because so in weird. my life or in my house, we did it. I didn't grow up yeah. having a lot. So this tastes weird for me. So I make soup and I always have have some veggie soup, asparagus, you know, I do it. I force myself. But if I like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. And then in my lunch, I have some, you know, tuna sandwich, chicken sandwich. That is easy to me. Bring it to the gym and have, you know, between my sessions. Nighttime is the same thing. My lunchtime. Before bed, if I still hungry, I have some protein uh, smoothie that I ma make with some avocado or, you know, or only the protein powder and almond milk. And it's the way that works for me. That could be, I'm kind of follow a meal plan, yeah. But I, I know if I want to change, I can change. If I want to have a yogurt, 
you know, inside the tuna sandwich. I can, without you see if, okay, I'm missing 10 grams of that because that stresses me out. Not the math that I actually love to do for my clients, but all this pressure, I cannot even explain. Just trigger me and I, I start to lose control. I, I think it's because I do did have the eating disorder. So one of the things that is so common who has the eating disorder is thinking too much about food. Yeah. Your food, you're very food focused. Yes. So instead to eat for live, I eat, I live to eat. Live to eat. So now the fact that every two, three hours, I don't let myself get hungry as well. Otherwise, I'm going to lose control. And I know it. So every two hours and a half, three hours. I eat something, I keep myself, you Your know. Your blood sugar stabilized so you're not just reaching for thinking about food. Exactly. Yeah. And don't overthink. I do make my choice on Saturdays. So I order the, the, my grocery and I meal prep. So I choose what protein I'm going to have during the week, what carbs I'm going to pick this week, rice, potato or some quinoa sandwich or yogurt with fruits and granola so i organize that and every week i make some chance and you know instead to eat this for example the brown rice cream my god uh, the cream of rice that brown cream rice, of rice cream of rice so good right so good so after she told me that i try it i love it so sometimes instead to have the oat i have it but for me to not have depression to hit 1500 calories on the day or hit my macros and put in the app and make sure that I, I don't know, it's just make me do better. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I think a lot of people would probably resonate with you on that. Preparation is key and pri you still prioritize your protein. So even though you're not counting your macros or entering them into an app, you at least are very cognizant of like how much protein you're having per meal. Definitely. That is very important to you to say because when we said like count or not, that can feels like, oh, do I follow diets or not? I do follow a health diet, you know, I just not the way that you do that it's so good i i wish i could to be honestly because that brings you freedom so inside to eat that you're gonna eat the other thing because you put there you see your macros or i still have 10 grams of carbs so may i can have an extra this an extra that it's amazing i like counting macros and i'll talk about this in a minute but i think the downside, if I have one, two counting macros, is that it almost makes me a little food focused as well in the sense that I have all this food that I need to eat that's going to hit my calorie goal for the day. And am I hungry? Am I not? It doesn't matter because it's in my plan. It's in my it's in my macros. Right. Mm -hmm. So could I be overeating when I'm not hungry just because it's already accounted for in my macros? And for example, last night I had a little extra fat. So I had some peanut butter with some protein last night for like my dessert. And did I need that much peanut butter? If I wasn't accounting for it in my macros, I probably wouldn't have had that much. You know what I mean? I probably would have had a lot less. But because I had it in my macros, I had it on my plate. But in your situation, you have to because you are athlete and we have a goal. So your macros are calculated. Sure. I know because, I'm a little different because of my situation. Yeah, but you're right. If you are in a deficit caloric, let's say, because you want to lose weight, you want to drop your body fat, you're never going to force yourself to eat something if you are full. 
genuine food because listen to your body is the first thing that you should do so your case is different yes even you ha you're not hungry you're full whatever we have a boon that you keep it <laughs> You gotta keep feeding the growth of the yeah. glutes. But even that, when you are in a deficit caloric and your diet is major plan, they already made your deficit. So it's sometimes it is the way that you have to speed up your metabolism. Yeah, so absolutely. You need, you're gonna need to push yourself and do it. And it's why I think count markers are very, very important. I think if you have a specific goal, gain or lose weight, you should follow protocol. But if you are on my situation and there is a small uh, group of people who is triggered by that, you're going to need to go in a different way. And maybe it's going to be a little harder because you're going to need to be, you know, trusting yourself that you're making a, a good choice and not sabotage yourself. That is so easy to do it. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not hungry, but I want to eat. And I need to remember, but, you know, I already had like four good meals. What, you, what I have left, stay on my deficit caloric is not that much. And if I'm not hungry, my body is telling me like, no, 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 no. You had enough. Yeah. You know, I'm working good. You're not hungry. Just don't do it. And it is so important. If you are get a, a specific goal, Look for a professional because they're going to help you figure it out what the best for you. So may you're not getting results or because you are not definitely because you're not doing the right thing. And maybe because you are doing by yourself, you have no knowledge enough for that. Maybe the professional that you're going also has not. It's not good for you. Sometimes it's not. It cannot understand your necessity or your personality or your mind. And when we talk about the processes, everything starts here, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that for you, because you are so structured, because you do prioritize your protein and you're disciplined, you have your meal plans that you set for yourself and you plan throughout the week. I think that not counting calories makes it a little bit easier because you have a system in place. I think for the general population. We do not have a set structure in what we eat. We kind of roll with the flow. We eat out a lot. We have families that we cook for. So it's like different ingredients and recipes and something different all the time. And that might seem like an intimidating reason why you would not want to track calories because you're like, oh my God, I eat all this food. Like, how am I going to put this in an app, you yeah. know, or, or take control of it? But I think in that scenario, it's even more important to track your calories because the accumulation of calories can be so sneaky and you could be consuming in them in so many different ways if you're eating a bunch of different things and a bunch of different ingredients and eating out at restaurants that you could be gaining weight without even realizing that it's because of what you're putting in your mouth in these different ways. So one of the things that calorie counting really brought to attention to me, like I mentioned, was little sneaky calories like using olive oil. You think olive oil is good for you? Well, it does. It has some really good properties to it that are healthy, but still it's a fact. It's your extra calorie and the calorie that is an occult calorie that you don't even thinking about it. And you need to remember you're going to have this is a fat and then you're going to have the peanut butter and then you're going to have other things. And at the end of the day, you're going to have too much fat or too much carbs. You brought something that is very, very interesting. It has two ways to do diet. Follow the meal plan that for me 
it's kind of what I do. I don't count, but I follow. And I have a client. Most of my clients start the way. They follow protocol, so they don't know how many calories they have there. It is the process. And then they go to the phase that count the macros because they want to have more freedom. We already have done like the lose weight phase, you know, probably they're going through the mountain phase. So they needed to live better life, socialize and understand how to put her lifestyle on the, her life. So that is a very, very good way to use the can macros. So now I already eating half, but I want to go for a dinner. I, I work in a company that I, every day or at least three, four times we need to go for lunch or dinner with the clients or whatever happened in your life. It is so good to have the knowledge how your macros are, what is protein, what is carbs, what is fat. In food, because for us, we have the knowledge, but I didn't have a client that asked me, like, can I change my avocado for bread? So, like, no. Not the same avocado thing. Avocado is fat. Bread is carbs. It's the knowledge. And sometimes it is hard to start, like, before you are already eating health. So, to put your, mac your macros on the app and check them, was excited, was more knowledge for you, but you already have that it didn't overwhelm you. It didn't overwhelm me and it still doesn't to this day. And I'll tell you how I use it now. Before when I started using it, I under started to understand how these um, accumulation of calories came in foods that were not like either satisfying or part of my meals or satiating. So it helped me make different choices, right? So for example, if I'm going to eat something, I'm going to eat it without the oil because I don't need 150 extra calories. All of that comes in fat grams in my meal. It's a waste because it's not filling me up. It's not satisfying me. So I learned how to negotiate my macros to make it work for me so I can eat more foods that I actually like and enjoy, right? So it's not like all healthy all the time, but it's like, okay, if I want to eat some tortilla chips, I'd much rather eat that than a, you know, a handful of tortilla chips than a tablespoon of olive oil, right? That's just one example, not to say that I use that, but like, but that's the kind of thing that I used it for. And even today, of course, I'm like on a meal plan and I am on a meal plan, but I would say that I have gotten to the point where I know the foods I should be eating and I know the foods that, especially during prep, like work well with my digestive system and, and all of that stuff. But I still, every night for the next day, put my macros in because sometimes I like to move around my ingredients or have like different proteins or like I may want rice the next day instead of potatoes. Yeah. And so that opens up some carbs for me, you know, so like I still manipulate them every day to work for me and it keeps it, I don't know, a little bit like exciting for me and fresh. So even though I'm on a meal plan and eating relatively the same foods every single day, I still have like some freedom to manipulate them and move them around to fit And me. that is, is possible to you, even you are on prep, because we have done two years watching your body so close to see what kind of food hurts you, hurts your stomach, what the ones that we need to avoid, what's the one that we can have. And it's, Man. yeah. Well, I think it is easy if you're just on the macro plan, you're just trying to stay within your calories, then you have the propensity to eat 
not healthy foods because sure, you could feed a cheeseburger and french fries oh, yeah. in your macros. Oh, yeah. I mean, it might be like 50% of your calories for and the, the day. The only reason that I like she does because I know she, know, she knows better. She's not going to do it. Yeah. So it's why she now has the freedom. But we work in But I still to that say point. I stay within the same ingredients. Like I don't, I may I have like three carbs that I choose, three proteins, I three know, fats. but you know, when we are two weeks out, there's no time yeah. to make chains or, you know, and that it's because we built it this strong foundation. You have so much more knowledge now than two years ago. I'm so glad to see that. And it's why it works for you, even though you are on prep. And I like to, to brought this out because, you know, sometimes you see that at social media, try to sell in something or, you know, understand better the process, yeah. especially for a bodybuilder. If you are a lifestyle, but you still don't have cellulite, you still don't have fat on your, on your belly, on your black you should eat more real food but sometimes have the freedom is gonna make you stay on track so the better for you it's what you're gonna do and you're gonna keep happy keep feeling excited not feeling miserable because that is not sustainable so here it is so good that we have one on prep, tracking the macros and another one lifestyle who follow more the meal plan you know and because that is works better for me and that is works better for her in that way we can active the goals, right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be one or the other all the time. Sometimes you could track your macros and then other times you're like, I don't feel like tracking macros anymore. Sometimes you can have your macros so you know it and you just track when you are out. Okay, I'm going for a vacation. So I'm going to use my app to track to make sure even I'm eating a different food, I still own pretty much on my macros. And that I think is, is very helpful. It is an, a strategy that I employ is when I'm not on prep and I can eat out at restaurants more often. I will look at the menu in advance and then choose like what I'm going to eat and put them into my fitness pal so I can work my other meals in that day around having that meal that I want for dinner. Very, very smart decision. It's when you are using that for a positive way and you can help the process without to feel, oh my God, it's so hard to be Bogged on that. Down by it. Yeah. Because, and I will say this because I, a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't want to take the time to do it. It's very time intensive to enter your macros in my fitness pal. It probably takes me, I mean, of course, now I've been doing it for a long time, but like if I was to eat a brand new meal, it would take me less than uh, 60 seconds probably to enter that meal into my fitness pal. So the learning curve is very, very short. You can figure it out super quickly, just like anything. Just think about sh really tough shit you do throughout the rest of your day. I guarantee you can figure out my fitness That is pal. nothing. Uh -huh. But also, you don't have to use it to its full capacity. Even if you just wanted to use my fitness pal to enter in your protein to make sure you're getting enough protein, that's another way to use it that, to your benefit. It's you know? a very good start. And again, that are going to bring you to knowledge. Knowledge bring you to your freedom. Everything that you know better, you do better. Eyes, every time that we bring some topic, that it, the answer is figure it out what works better for yourself. Do your best every day. Be honest with yourself. Be nice when you fall because that's going to happen because it's part of the process. And it's that. I hope you guys, you know, by watching, listening to us, is getting that here. It's not about to be perfect. 
is about to do better every time, every day, every opportunity. And when we focus on that, inside your folks oh what is the best start with the basic figure it out what works or not for yourself and boom and my fitness pal and there are other apps that are equivalent to that it's just a tool to help you and that's there if you need it so that's what i mean don't stress over it there are other ways if you wanted to track that aren't through an app like just writing down what you eat on a piece of paper just for visibility setting some goals for yourself like by hand that don't have to be in an app it mm -hmm. shouldn't be this like immense pressure or this other job that you feel like you have or on your to-do list it's just a tool to help you exactly. um, and i was going to say if you guys want a tutorial like how to use my fitness pal i think we could be happy to do one so nice record it so yeah nice. if, if anybody's idea. interested or you know doesn't know how to use it be happy to like to walk through how i do yeah i love the idea and i think we should also participate in the ideas but i think we should have talked about how the vegan can survive in this world okay. tracking the protein on yeah. the my fitness pal. maybe we'll do an episode on on vegan you know like how I love to it. have a... she's a specialist by the way if you are looking for a coat you know you're <laughs> vegan vegetarian don't eat baby animals <laughs> don't eat any animals <laughs> any any kind of you know she's the woman you should link yourself because thank you it's the best way you know have <laughs> a professional help learn is from my mistakes be... that's the part that i made a lot of them it when is I the best vegan. way to learn right yeah it is truly is yeah anyway i I hope you found this topic helpful. You know, I just like to hear our perspectives on it. I hope you have done your card and watch and listen to us. That is the point. Come on, ladies. This podcast is designed to help your cardio go faster. So it's when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to watch it because I have, you know, that's the attention. So to watch it, keep me. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you focused on the treadmill. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Leave any questions, comments below. Subscribe, like, share. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Behind the Bod. And we will talk to you next time on Behind the Body. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Behind the Body, the podcast that's all about helping women prioritize their health and wellness. Remember, small steps can lead to big results and progress, not perfection, is the goal. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube and let us know what topics you want us to cover next. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Behind the Body.